0: Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because, together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl.
1: All right, folks. Welcome to Storc Dirt Radio FM, one AM 1170.
2: The answer. That
1: would be Nicole Honstead sitting in for Audrey Mason. We do have Ed Stoven. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. This segment is brought to you by Alpha Site Logistics, serving the Imperial Valley for over 20 years. And if you ever need to do an event out there, you are definitely going to need portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash (laughs) trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. You can call them at 760-352-8383, or you can go to their Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Logistics. Make sure you tell them you heard it right here on SCORC Dirt Radio. You might get a discount so how are you guys doing in the oven today
2: oh we're doing great
1: <laughs> yeah i broke out my uh-huh, we got five dollar f- fan we got the fan the ac running
3: everything's <laughs> yeah, going cool great off
2: this little room here yeah, and
1: it's only yeah. 79 degrees so we're doing really well well audrey's not in today she's got some uh what graduation stuff some to party uh,
2: i know that is it a
1: birthday party so or a graduation party? it's probably a, a little bit of both but that's beside the point uh you know, we got a full show for you today. You know, Ed's got his paperwork. Nicole's got her paperwork. <laughs> So, yeah. who wants to start?
2: Well, we both want to start and talk about the Baja 500. Today yeah. is the last day of competition. Uh, a lot of the racers are coming into the finish line right now. Um, and so, I was online. And so, there's um, two different sites that you can go to. There's a scoremediahouse.com. And that actually shows um, live shows. You just have to become a registered viewer. All it does is take your info. Um, and that way, you can log on to all the lo- live shows. What's great about the live shows is they show pit crew they show uh what it's like in the pits it shows what it's like in the garages it shows what it's like um they do interviews with um different um teams so it's really um cool to see the in and outs of the behind
1: behind the scenes of of things that you don't normally see
2: right and
1: because you really don't get to see the actual race in in action except for bits and pieces but the behind-the-scenes is almost as exciting as the race itself.
2: Yeah, it's exciting because you get to know the racers, you get to know the <laughs> crews behind the racers, and because it's a joint effort. You know, this isn't just one guy coming out with his rig, you know, you need a whole entire team. So um, that's um, a great uh, site. There's also an app, which is the uh, Score Off-Road Racing app, and uh, you can also download that, which will take you to score-international.com, which has a live tracking feature what's great about the live tracking feature is that you can see the main map you can see the leaderboard you can see the race flow and the uh, mobile table which is the timestamps of where they are located and their current speeds so um, I love the interactive feature on this the Rebel Rally has an interactive tracking uh, feature just like this so it's really neat um, to look at and uh, see where all the racers are
1: you remember when there was a time when you didn't have that, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and so all you Doesn't had to wait. Re- well, you had to wait till the race was yes, over. Yes, exactly. And then it was, <clears> that it was, you know, overload. You know, you know, they put twenty pounds info on you in a heartbeat. But this is. This is, the, I think, one of the best. It's one of the things about social media I think I can say I like.
2: Yeah, and technology. And these, technology. Yeah, they the, put these GPS units inside these rigs, and that way you can see where they're going and if they're on yeah. route or not on route, which <laughs> no, was interesting to the see. The old
3: days, somebody would get lost, and they would be lost. For and nobody, a long time. You know, sometimes they would find a, somebody that lives out in the sticks, and they would just hang out with them till they could figure out what to right. do.
2: Right. I mean, they have chase crews that usually run along and, and take photographs and other things sure. like that, and have media aboard. But they're not. Uh, there isn't one chase crew for each vehicle usually. So
3: now they can pinpoint right where you are.
2: Yeah, I think it's a great feature to have. It also gives uh, some reassurance if you were to wreck, they could say, "Hey, this uh, vehicle has not moved within the last hour. Let's go check check yeah. out on them."
1: And and you could so. find them via GPS. Mm-hmm. But you know, like. But, you know, like I said, but without GPS, if somebody gets lost, they get lost. Yeah. There's no way to, to chase them down. So, you know, that's a good thing about it. And like you said, it's, it's, it's good for advertisers because that, you know, once they know you're following a specific driver or all of them, you know, they get their exposure too, And that's what they need to keep supporting, you know, off road
2: yeah and also if you go to their websites you can also see if you want to compete or race next year you can go in and read all the information on uh, requirements um it's a lot of uh forms on that website mm-hmm. so you can see like how to get it across the border uh how to get your rig across the border, how many people you can bring all the logistics around uh competing in the score baja 500
1: so that brings up a question nicole since you've run the uh the rebel have you ever had any aspirations to run the 500 or the 1000
2: oh um i would love to the problem is the rigs are so expensive yeah. um not only that it's expensive to upkeep them because one say, race the support, you could support the
1: support yeah, factor yeah
2: so yeah. i mean you're destined in my opinion when you off-road you will break something Especially if you're off-roading it as hard as the Baja 500 and you're going fast and you're hitting these rocks at, you know, fast speeds. uh, And sometimes you don't even know what's around the bend, you know, and these cars are going so fast they could hit a rut, they could hit a rock, they could hit... so, and, and you so the, so
1: the finance and it's not just the rig; it's right. a support group.
2: Oh yes, you
1: know it's not like you bring Ed and his dog.
2: And most of these people are volunteer, right. so they volunteer for their team. So they don't. It's not that but you're you gonna still got to feed paid. them. You right. got to
1: put them in. Uh, you know, you got to put them in up at night. You know, or let make them sleep out. Yeah,
2: but yeah. I w- as a racer or as a um, driver, I would love to sure. compete. That or would be so navigator. much fun. I yeah, I would love to. It would be. Uh, uh, a very cool experience. Yeah,
1: yeah. Bucket list. Yeah, yeah. And Definitely a bucket list. Since you got hooked on the rebel, then you yeah.
2: Know. And remember, the rebel is not a race for speed. That one's more of accuracy and uh, finding checkpoints and orienting and I navigating. Think,
1: but see, yeah. I think that's a strong positive to run the five hundred and the one thousand. The fact that you do know how to find checkpoints. And oh, the yeah. fact that you do know how to do time management and. And know that it, you know, I always joke and say, you just don't want to Robbie Gordon it, you know, where <laughs> you just hammer down until you break. I mean, there's got to be some intelligence involved in not saying he's not, folks. Don't be throwing the hate mail at me. But I'm just saying, yeah, break you know, or win
3: is his. there's, his lot more, yeah, there's a lot of strategy. Yeah, there's a lot
2: to. Sometimes you have to put the pedal to the metal in order to win. Right. And, you, sure. and you sometimes, risk it all. So and and sometimes slow
3: is fast. Because like in you, some you of these... You back cr- off a little, you're more likely to finish. Right. You'll be behind people, but the, you know, the it, Robbie Gordon's maybe on the side of the trail with a right. broken... Whatever. Vehicle. But in some
2: of these races, it's within seconds. <clears throat> so, oh, yeah. So that's... I. If you just laid up uh, off of the you know, accelerator for just a few seconds, that could just mean your win. Yeah,
1: that could, But, you know, so- I, I've talked to people that have ran it, and, and they all have time management on their mind. You know, they know when they can run hard, right. and they know when they shouldn't run hard. But then there's the guys or girls out there that just hammer down. Oh, yeah. You know. get more credit when you finish the race. Kind of.
3: You know, yeah. like if you're running out in the lead, and then, you know, your vehicle breaks in half. You don't get the same credit for think, finishing third overall. I
2: think that's the same in the Rebel Rally as long as you cross the finish line. I mean, it's a 10-day challenge yeah. of uh, sh- you know, physical Ten agility. Days. Well, yeah, yeah tech, no, ex- stop tech inspection and, think about that. and starts, yeah. And the um So it's physically exerting, it's emotionally exerting, Uh, a lot of these uh, racers are not getting enough sleep uh, to process the information, some of them are not getting bathroom breaks, of course not when you're running a a race like this, Um, so you got to put all those things into consideration. (laughs) Boy. They all have an impact on you as the racer and you as the navigator.
1: And we're literally saying impact because <laughs> that's the, probably one of the best words. All right, we're going to take a real quick break. This is SDORC Dirt Radio on FM 96.1. AM
2: 1170.
1: The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to SDORC Dirt Radio on FM 96.1. AM 1170.
2: The answer. All
1: right. And this segment is brought to you by
2: Wayne Miller Mobile Tires at 619-596-2800. They are there for all your tire and automotive needs. If you need an oil change, do you need your brakes done? Do you need an alignment? Or do you need your transmission serviced? Uh, They can do it all. So give them a call at Wayne Miller Mobile Tires at 619-596-2800.
1: All right. Hey, we were talking a little bit about the... Baja 500 that's going on right now and they're slowly but surely probably making their way to the finish line and Nicole was talking about because she has navigated in the rebel, you know, the challenges of, you know, driving a vehicle you know, 500 miles, 1,000 miles if you choose mm-hmm. that one but then we're going to flip it over to Ed being the two wheel you know, King. guru that he <laughs> is uh, on a motorcycle <laughs> versus a car, are the challenges the same, or are they worse for a bike? Well, they're they're very different.
3: Yeah. Um, on the motorcycle, fitness is important, because you're going a long distance, and riding a motorcycle fast on rough terrain is, is physically demanding. And aren't you
1: standing up a lot of the time? You stand a lot. You, yeah. Down
3: there, you probably stand half the time. Yeah. And, you know, the way the Baja Peninsula is compared to years gone by, there's a lot more whoop-de-doos out there and you need to stand up in the whoop de doos. Yeah, so your knees and on your hips the bike. so you're the... you're taking the
1: uh, shock. The, your your the, the shock absorbers called knees Or yeah. your legs are yeah. taking a yeah. lot of abuse.
3: Now you know what's funny in the Baja, in the for the first 40 years of of Baja 500 and 1000, the motorcycles always won the overall by a large amount of time, like a 30 minutes, 60 minutes, really? even like 2 hours I can remember. They would, do you suppose that was the, the bikes were just much faster. Yeah. And then uh, it wasn't until the advent of the trophy trucks and ha- and they got to be reliable and really fast mm-hmm. that they began to beat the bikes. Gotcha. And now they're beating the bikes by 20 or 30 minutes. Now the bikes go races. off first or they go off last? The bikes, I think they go first. Yeah, I think they go yeah, first. They thought they did. They go, they, and they spend, They give them some time between them. They Nobody on a motorcycle likes a, a trophy truck to... Pull up behind crawling them up your taillight with yeah because they they're not nice when they they pass yeah no. you know, and, and they God, leave a dust ball the, yeah, dust, the dust the headlights if it's at night
1: the lights are blinding yeah oh yeah is, because the they gonna land rough. a jet with those lights that they have on those off road trucks
2: <laughs> oh I'm yeah LED. yeah the,
3: the lights are bad um, but the, uh, the the motorcycles and, and by the way most. Of the teams, they trade drivers, both in the in the four wheel vehicles and the two wheel vehicles. They typically a motorcycle team will go about 150 miles per driver or or per rider it, per rider. Yeah, so maybe or 100 miles to 200 miles, depending on the section. If it's a rough section, it may be a shorter stint. If it's a, a smoother
1: section, they may go longer.
3: And there are a few nutcases out there that
1: solo gonna, these races. Well, I was going to say, wow. back in the day, there was a lot of solo, whether you were in the two-wheel, four-wheel, or motorcycle event. Because they didn't know any better, and, you know, they just said, okay, it's a race, I'm in it, I'm going.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, and it, it's hard to imagine riding that fast and that far, 500 miles uh, by yourself, going fast as you can. With no for, communication. Uh, with, and with no communication. So in the 90s, I used to race in Baja. Um, every year I would do the Takati Enduro, which was 250 miles. No, 250 kilometers, 150 miles. Mm-hmm. And it was tighter terrain. It was slow. And it would take about seven and a half hours riding wow. as hard as I can. Wow. So it was an Enduro. My and we had a hurts speed just average. Thinking yeah. that. Well, I'm yeah. aching over uh, here yeah, just thinking about it. It. So we swelling. had to maintain 24 miles per hour. And I never bothered with a clock or a speedometer or an odometer because I knew there was no way I could stay on time. I just rode as hard as I could, and I I never burned a checkpoint. So I I did a few of them, and I brought one of my buddies down. And I used to finish. So there would be 120 riders, and there would be like 35 to 40-something riders would finish. Everybody else would hour out or quit or break down or something. They're very difficult events. By the way, in these kind of Enduros, if you arrive at a checkpoint an hour late, you're disqualified. Right.
1: What right. about if you get there early?
3: Well, then you get uh, extra points. So you get two points oh. for each minute early oh. and one point for each minute late. So yeah. you don't want to burn a checkpoint. You want to zero it, but you'd rather be a little late. Yeah. And once in a while, you'd see a guy going really slow because <laughs> he knows he's ahead, Yeah. but not down there very much. Um, one of those, I came upon a rider who was... Um, it was right at the end. I was exhausted, and I wasn't in contention for any prize or anything. And I, I see a guy pointing to his gas tank. We're like three miles from the finish, so 147 miles and seven hours of riding. So okay, I'll give him some gas. Turns out it's Larry Rosler. <laughs> <laughs> he was riding a KLR 250 or 300 four-stroke. Tank. Just used a stock tank. 50 mile loop, Uh-oh. riding as hard as you can. And yeah. I had to borrow a gas tank. I used Freddie Willard's tank on my bike. Um, So I brought my friend Jeff to do the the race. And I would finish in the upper 30s. Well, Jeff's a good rider. And I helped raise him. His father died when he was 12. and I met him when he was 14. And I would take him with his mini bike. And we'd go riding and kind of brought him up as a rider. So Jeff finished 14th in the Takati Enduro. That's great. He was hauling. He was on that day. So... A, a Baja 500 team invited him to race with them. Uh, Freddie Willard, oh, shoot, I forget the other guy's names, but I went to the meeting, the team meeting with them, and I loaned him my XR 600 to uh, pre-run. Mm-hmm. I took him down there and, and then, you know, helped him with the pre-run. So they they had a four-man team. They they did the race. Jeff rode through the pine forest. Now people think of Baja as being a, a desert. But in the middle of the peninsula, there's mountains and there's pine trees. Really? So, Jeff, um, he said he held off Ty Davis for 30 miles through the pine forest. <laughs> and Ty Davis was the winning rider on the winning team. He was the fastest guy. Wow. So Jeff said, yeah, I held off Ty Davis for 30 miles.
1: And um, Held him off or held him up? Well,
3: he he tried to pass him, but he couldn't pass him. So yeah, yeah he held him up, but a little you bit. know that's racing. That's yeah. racing. So, so Jeff's team they uh they won first 250, in the Baja 500. Wow! And Jeff said, "There's no f way he's going to ever race down there again." Oh really? It was so scary. So they had a YZ250, and they had an enduro gearing put in it, and that thing would run 110 miles an hour. So Very. imagine on a dirt road, wow. you barely know. He said his goggles were pressed against his face, his sleeves were back to his elbow. He just couldn't believe how how fast, fast he, was he was going killing. and how scary it was and to it, go that and fast. And one
1: wow. nanosecond. He's, c- in, he's and he, in the he, dirt. he did fall and hurt
3: his ankle, and it bothered him for some time after. But he was able to bring it in. So they they put together a team. And so I mean, what a wonderful experience that oh, yeah. winning the Baja 500 on a motorcycle.
1: Yeah, well. You got it. One of these days, you especially you need to come into your radio, or at least listen to it oh, when like we to. when we bring in uh, some of the icons, you know, of motorcycle racing. If you, if you bring
3: some of those guys, let me know because Lars
1: I, Larson. Oh, like now you're going back. That yeah. guy's <laughs> he
3: still been, runs. He's been fast for. I mean, I say decades, but a lot of decades. He still races. Like Fifty years. He was he's just out of
1: that. Glen Helen and won the senior division. Yeah. On a Husqvarna, which uh, that's where he came from. I mean, and then who's the other guy? He's a real big, heavy set guy now. Uh, Marty Tripe. Marty Tripes. And I'm friends with Marty. <laughs> yeah, we had Marty <laughs> in the house. And oh, my God, between I'm... Marty and Smoking Joe. I don't know if you know, I can't think of Smoking Joe's last name, but he now owns Heartland's Meat. But he, <laughs> I get these Those guys, too. I get these old guys in here, start talking, you know, we're talking wheel travel of three and four inches, and we're talking, you know. Reliability on a scale of one to ten, maybe it's like an a eight. three. Okay, well you're being. Yeah, <laughs> I more mean, it's realistic. hard to make those bikes work right,
3: and and the the best riders in the old days uh, were also very good mechanics. Right. The, the bikes right. were not very good, and the, the old guys who were who were successful, they were very good at working on bikes. Right. And there's kids today who are fast who don't know how to adjust their chain.
1: Couldn't even change the oil.
3: You know, Malcolm Smith was a, a fantastic mechanic. Right. He was not only an exceptional rider, but he was really good at making the motorcycle work for him. Mm -hmm. Not only just fixing it, but adjusting it so that it could go fast. Yeah, I was going to say
2: tuning it in. Yeah, the the tuning,
3: when you get fast, that tuning is very important.
1: I've got a challenge for you. It'd be fun. You need to, some Saturday, take a ride to Temecula on a bike and go to the Adolfo Winery.
3: Oh, is that the one that has the...
1: 200 or 125 there? Italian motorcycles nailed to the wall. Italian wow. motorcycles. All Italian. Everything's Italian. Wow. They they do uh, MotoGP parties. So when the MotoGP oh, is on TV... i love to watch MotoGP. Well, you need, to, you need to go on... This is an off o- weekend. Odofo yeah. Winery. O-D-O-F-O Winery. And look at their schedule. And then take a ride up there, and I tell you, you will be blown away because they're big GP fans. I've had
3: some Italian
1: motorcycles
3: with—I won't say dodgy reliability, <laughs> but they—they they, they had their mechanical challenges. Yeah, I had a SWM and a Fantic uh, trials bikes. I used to ride a oh, to yeah. trials to get these weird bikes. You I have to—you'd find like the support is a guy in Pennsylvania. That's the only guy in the whole continental U.S. is one guy. like uh, Miller Motorcycles you'd have to go
2: to. Well, they make you a better rider when you ride all these different rigs, you know, that oh, are yeah. doing different things.
3: I, if I had to coach a young guy to be, say, a motocross star, I would say you have to ride observed Trials. That will improve your game. You're riding so much. Well, that's more a good recommendation. Anything. So Anything to get cool.
2: more experience on the, on the and bike. And it's a
3: different kind like. For racing motocross, you want to ride motocross, and you need to ride motocross to be a good motocrosser. But if you put in trials time, you will become a better motocrosser. You will stand up more. You'll have better steering and control. And It's a weird thing. A lot of stars, motocross riders, road trials. Uh, Marty Tripes, road trials. Roger DeCoster, mm-hmm. road trials. Uh, I... I
1: Go I can't and remember, and on and on. but it the list goes on. So going back to the Baja, um what are what are some of the key factors for a motorcycle to succeed?
3: Well, you got you got to have a good team. You got to have a good bike. And you know, for uh pit support, um we talked about all the challenges. Well, you can hire a pit support. I know for the motorcycles. There's a group called Mag 7. And I forget what you pay them, but you I don't know, like seven hundred or a thousand dollars. And
2: are these local pit crews that are already down in Baja Well,
3: the, what they'll do is they have they will have a pit at every fifty miles for the whole race. They will have like like there's if in a, like an official pit area, right? And they'll be set up right. there and they'll have gas and tools and water and stuff. And they'll be there all so if it's a five hundred mile race they'll have ten pits ready for you. Yeah, I guess the That's one concern is do they
2: have the parts for your vehicle? Well, they have, they have some standard parts. Bike, and you yeah. can give them stuff. Okay.
3: So you can plan. Extra say,
2: chains, a ba- extra belts, depending you, on what you're riding.
3: A lot of times they'll plan a wheel change, like halfway through the race. Like we're I, I want to have a new back tire after 250, 300 miles. Yeah. So they'll say, okay, this will be the big pit stop. We'll have a, a bike stand. Yeah. We'll hop off, we'll lift put your bike on the stand. We'll not only put gas in it, we'll check the oil, we'll yeah. change the back wheel. And you can change it pretty quick. They can change a wheel in like thirty seconds. Yeah. Alright, start so guys.
1: Let's take a quick break. We come back. Got any news out there? Off road news? It's been a quiet week, and it well, well, that might be <laughs> you know. a good thing. No news is good news, usually in our world. <laughs> All right, folks, you are listening to S-D-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170.
2: The answer. You
1: don't have to donate. All right, folks, hey, welcome back. You are listening to... S-D-O-R-C Dirt Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170.
2: The answer.
1: That's our good friend Nicole uh, Honstead. She didn't bring her answer kids in today.
2: I did not.
1: They are. They are trying to wean them away from iPads for the summer. <laughs> I summer. want I want to report in about two weeks. If the kids are either building projects out back, or are they freaking out?
2: Oh, they they've freaked out, but we've had a bunch of water fights and uh, water balloon um, fights
1: is a good thing. That
2: yeah, and with the extra balloons, we blew them up and played volleyball inside the house. So they're they're finding uh, ways to keep <laughs> themselves volleyball
1: busy. Volleyball in the house. Mm-hmm. Well, you know They'll what? There are t- balloons. They there, can't. There are anything. tons of ways to really have fun without an iPad.
2: Yeah, I uh, changed my oil yesterday in my Jeep and uh, I got oil on my hand when I was um, uh, working on the Jeep and I started chasing them around the neighborhood. Uh, they because free- they didn't want grease or oil out. on them, ah. yes, they were freaking out. Um, but it was a lot of fun. We did that for about an hour and a half, and I think uh, my kid has not ran that much the entire school year, <laughs> the entire COVID year of uh, distance PE. So yeah, this yeah. was—I uh, was glad to see that they were running around.
0: That's so um, funny.
2: But we should talk about that. This uh, show is before brought we, to we you-
1: do that. Let's talk about who sponsors it. That's what I was. Oh, saying. there you yeah. go. Our good buddy Chris, yes, Wiley. Chris Wiley
2: at PRMI. Primary Residential Mortgage, Inc. He uh, can deal with all your mortgage um, needs, uh, residential mortgages, refinancing. So give him a call at 619-722-1303 and he can help you out.
1: Absolutely, all right, that's cool, yeah. so hey, we got an event coming up for s d o r c and that would be
2: we do our lost lizard annual fun run. it is a family friendly run it's approximately twenty miles around superstition uh it's um Oh gosh, it's so exciting! It's so much fun. I've done it every year and um, bring my whole family out, and we camp out in the desert. And I take my jeep. And actually, you can take any um, OHV vehicle or off road ATV, right?
3: It could be street legal, like a jeep or a truck. Yeah, motorcycles,
2: four four-wheel wheelers, bug, razors.
3: It could even be a little hot rod like yours. I actually could be took, a guy on a dirt bike.
2: Yeah, I took a, my side by side one year. I um, do it
3: on my I do it on my motorcycle and my yeah. three wheeler with uh, Max on. My back. So Max yeah. is a large uh, stuffed lizard.
2: He is our mascot.
3: And, and yeah, he's our mascot. And if you find Max out on the course, like on the, my back, you get a free raffle ticket. Uh. So I I'd, I'd have Max and I'd I'd ride around. And I'd stop at the checkpoint and people would see and run over and get their free raffle ticket. So it's and
2: exciting for the kids to keep their eye out. And he had them not on a, motorcycle. a plenty of
1: adults wanted their raffle tickets.
2: Oh, I Don't, just it's not just <laughs> the
1: kids. Well, and that's because of the amazing raffle prizes that are there. You do you know any of them that you could speak on? Well, like speaking? a set of tires. Well have wow.
3: gift yeah, a set of tires is great because you uh, can always use
2: tires. Yeah,
3: everyone needs tires.
2: Yeah, we have mini bikes. For we the have kids. mini bikes? Yeah. Every year we have at least two mini bikes in the raffle. Well, I
3: think we, we always have a winch, a, a mm-hmm. worn winch.
2: Okay, yeah. Which, worn winches are wonderful. I mean, if you've ever
3: been stuck and thank goodness I have a winch and you just winch yourself out mm-hmm. or your friend, that's a bonus. So there's,
2: yeah, uh, we have services. How many prizes? It
3: takes like an hour and a half to give away yeah. everything. So we
2: give away. There's also services. I think one year we had a whole Polaris uh, service, which was uh, you know an oil change, a tune-up, uh, all of that. Oh, all the East, filters. Yeah, East
3: County Transmission gives us a transmission service. Yeah, which so- I got years back, and I had my transmission fixed. It turns out they were not. They're really nice guys. Like that's a transmission shop I would uh, trust. Sure, and I would recommend.
1: I. Amco, forget it. Oh, yeah. But Sandy East, East County Transmission, I like those guys. Oh, yeah. They're really good and they stand behind. Well, you know, you can make a whole lot more money by being honest than you can be by being a crook. Absolutely. Because people a crook, will come back. Everybody knows you're a crook. You yeah. know, but if you're honest and you cut them a deal, or let's say, you know, you, fair. Your, your vehicle's not shifting right, maybe a service would fix it. Instead of them rolling in and saying, yep, you need a $3,500 transmission.
2: And usually our raffle prizes, uh, you get to pick which prize right. you want. So you get to put your ticket That's into the bucket of point. your choice. And that way uh, you can go all in or just uh-huh. maybe a, you a
3: few. Sp- you can spread it around to yeah. a lot of different ones. Or, you, yeah, so if there's you don't something have you a, really want. Right.
2: If you don't have a Polaris, you know, and you don't need a Polaris service. Uh, say you have a Jeep or something and you'd rather have the tires. Yes, you can put all your raffle raffle tickets into that bucket so it's um a great opportunity to win something at the raffle uh the uh run is actually a poker style run so um at each checkpoint you end up five
3: checkpoints Yep. each checkpoint you get a playing card and the whoever has the best five card stud poker hand the best hand the second best hand and the worst Worst hand. hand They get a prize. Yeah. So, so you can win a prize. Sometimes you're going that for way. that worst hand. Yeah. You, you
2: can win a prize that way or you can win a prize <laughs> at the raffle. And I, then I would win that. Yeah. And then <laughs> we, um, you just want to go ahead and go to sdorc.org and go ahead and register, pre register. Um, We've had
1: a few
3: registers. Yeah. And if you register yeah. ahead of time, we'll ha- when, you, when you go there, yeah, you'll have your shirt ready. You just give us your name. We hand you a bag and you're good to go. Yeah, and yeah. it has There's all no your stuff long in it line and and there's no figuring out how to do all this Mm -hmm. stuff We just hand you your bag everything's in there and you take off on the run. we
2: also want everyone to check into base camp and sign our waivers um prior to the run the run is not a race so it's not uh, about speed at all no this is like i said a family friendly event you you take it at your own pace
3: so yeah it's a marked route so there's ribbons and and arrows as you go and from each arrow or ribbon you can see the next marker Mm. like we try to make it so that you're not going to get lost
2: right you're not going to fall off the the root because
3: some people
1: are not accustomed to following routes like that right plus you have a mild or you have a a beginners a mild and a wild right
3: no No, well we we have one route and then we have some hard routes that go off yeah off so so it's one main route
2: right and then we have the the harder
3: the green route is everybody's route and then the red offshoots are harder gotcha
1: and if you see a red ribbon and an arrow pointing that way, you have to think yeah. twice.
3: Yeah, if you're a hardcore, go for it. If you're not,
1: don't you know, go for it.
3: Yeah, definitely not.
2: stick to the green route. Maybe not. So, so it, yeah, yeah ahead, it's, it's just about twenty miles, so um, it's good uh, at least an hour or so, right? On the trail? I think an hour is hour? like the quickest.
3: Yeah. I think, like in a jeep, it would probably take a couple so hours. So you'll be back at, for lunch, and then if you head out we, early. We, because you're stopping at five checkpoints, it takes mm-hmm. a little while to get yeah. through those. So it'll take a few hours. And
2: each checkpoint usually has some sort of fun activity. The a game. Yeah, yeah, a game of some sort. So we've had... Um, a- bunch of different off-road clubs that they'll come out and they'll have a planned event which uh, usually is an activity of some sort so it um, entertains the kids it entertains the grown-ups it entertains everybody so
3: and if you get the game you get a raffle ticket yes so we yes. had like the, the typical throw the beanbag through the thing oh yeah uh, we had one that was charades that was a lot of fun was it yeah diana and- mead and amy granite they did uh charades uh that would be a lot of fun <laughs> Yeah, he had so to key. get the had one person. They they would whisper something to somebody, and then they would have to uh, do it. it. They'd have to act it, and then their friends had to guess it. So, so like they whisper Michael Jackson, and then you'd see someone try to moonwalk. Yeah, I'd fall <laughs> over.
2: <laughs> yeah, so they're a lot of fun. And then we are also still planning for the event. So we do our. Um, monthly Lost Lizard planning meeting, which will be held uh, this Tuesday Tuesday. at the Casino Inn at 6 p.m. And the Casino Inn is in Alpine, California. So uh, if you're in the area or if you just want to come out and help us plan the event, we would appreciate all the help that we can get. Uh, It takes a lot of uh, volunteers to run the event day of as well. So uh, we would love for you to come out to these meetings, help us pre-plan it, and then come out to the event um, and then...
3: And the food's delicious at yeah. Casino oh, Yeah, Yeah. I mean,
2: so, wow. Yeah, if you just what, want to come a out and uh, talk. And we'll we'll be out Leather. on the
3: patio. Yep. It's um, Tuesday is uh, karaoke night. So if so you're we're so outside inclined. You want to go inside and sing a few songs, but we'll be outside where it's quieter and the weather will be just perfect. It's going to be
2: hot. And how much is it for each uh, vehicle?
3: Oh, oh, my God. That, that's right. So, we have different prices because so, the early bird is cheaper yeah. than the day of.
2: So, remember, you save money if you go online right now and register. So Where do you go I online would, at? At sdorc.org. And you can uh, just click on uh, the Lost Lizard Run or its Fun Run, and then it will take you to our um, um, the information page and has our coordinates of our base camp. It has all the information you're going to need. It has the... Um, uh, registration page, and it says um, you can register at the event for forty-five dollars pre-entry, but the early bird has uh, opened now. So I would recommend you go and uh, purchase the early bird package, which is um, and your t-shirt fifty-five dollars, I believe. Early bird entry is thirty-five dollars, but with the t-shirt is fifty-five.
1: Right, gotcha. And I'm sure there's somebody out there that's got a collection of all the t shirts.
2: Yeah, Uh yeah. The only thing is um, extra, extra, extra larges and (laughs) higher will be an additional $5. So sorry, big guys. A couple bucks, yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry, big guys. You got to cover that territory.
2: Well, yeah. It's just the cost of making the shirts right now. So
3: Rick Moore and I have shirts from the third Lost Lizard. Oh, that's awesome. That was the first one we did shirts.
2: And what's great about these shirts is I I come and cross I like I come across people that are wearing these shirts and the um Oh, well, there's yeah, one right there. Ed's wearing the 15th annual one. Um and I come across these people that are wearing like the 3rd annual and I'm like, "Oh, I wish How I had How did you there. get that? Like, yeah. I know. And they have all these memories that did they want to share. You know, I
3: chaired the first and second Lost Lizard Fun Runs. Did oh, you really? wow. Yeah, way back. It so was- what's the
1: difference between
3: then and now, would you say? <sighs> You know, you know what we were going to do? We were going to have a motorcycle race. We were going to... I know. It was mm. weird, but Harold Sowens, our president, wanted to have a motorcycle race. So we were, we, had a planning committee, and we were having meetings. And then Harold comes in and says, oh, we can't have the race. There's, there's a, a conflict, and we just can't do it. And so I said, well, we have all this together. Why don't we, instead of having a race, let's have a poker run? And everyone's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So we... Okay, it's my idea, so now i got to be in charge of it. Of course. <laughs> and that was before I was really an important guy with SDRC. I, was, I think I was vice president then, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But the president did everything. Like, Harold was retired, and he did a lot of stuff, and I had a job, and I didn't do that much. Well,
2: as a mom of four, I, I like that it's this type of event and not a uh, motorcycle race. So yeah, I appreciate well, the Well, we change. like
3: it. <laughs> and, and so it was all I could do to pull together something I'd never done before. We had about a hundred entries. We made a couple thousand dollars. Uh, We had a really, and Harold did the route and I didn't like the route. It was too easy. Like Mm. we, I actually did it uh, in a two wheel drive SUV with a friend,
1: Mm.
3: which is, it shouldn't be that easy. So um, I did the first and second. And then before the third, Harold passed away from a heart attack Mm. and I became president. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm in deep. Now in those days, we had a lawyer on retainer, $4,500 a month. We had a state lobbyist, $1,000 a month. We had a federal lobbyist, $1,000 a month. 14 directors. We had a car we were raffling, a Chenoweth Exodus off-road V8 car, and a big trailer. We had a lot going on. I was like, oh, my God. this I was in over my head. <laughs> but thank goodness there was a lot of great people on the board that helped. Right. Um, so the, the third one, the third Lost Lizard, we we uh, Somebody else took over. Oh, is it time to go? Yeah, getting close.
2: So yeah. just tell them, what do all the proceeds go to? So all the money that...
3: All the money goes to helping keep land open for right. off-road recreation. Like, I'm president, but I don't get any money. Right. And Not I'm unless Secretary. I get, like, reimbursed and get for And I don't get any money. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs>
2: but one of the things
1: I want to thro- off- throw off-roading. out there, yeah, I want to throw out there, if you can't make it to the event, but yet you want to support the event register
2: yeah register or become a member yeah, of, or just uh, become a member yeah because we're a membership organization and it's only 25 dollars a year
3: how um, bad is that
2: yeah nothing out of pocket pretty much and right. but it goes towards our lobbyists and right. uh legislation and, and
3: some of our activities
1: you know we
2: have insurance
1: yeah. we have storage we have this and that okay so let's take a quick break and we come back we got one more 15 minute segment right here on sdorc dirt radio fm 96 1 am 1170
2: the answer
1: all right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio right here on FM 96. one AM 1170. The answer. So we're just, uh, we had a, an unusual experience last night. Uh, Mr. Stoven went to Barona Speedway. Now, had you ever been to the track before? So
3: I raced a motorcycle flat track there in the 90s. Okay. And I, I it's like the same exact everything, but... Last night was a car race, and I've, I'd never been to a car race. So it was, it was neat. The little it was kids different. in the infield. You know, so we, I got there. We got there about six, and we watched, like, I, I think one of the last heat races. Mm-hmm. And then the, they went off the track, and then they brought in these kids in these little tiny cars with these little engines. Oh,
2: yeah. so cute.
3: And, I mean, if, if you're like a seven- or eight-year-old, and, and maybe you have low self-esteem, and and they put you in that thing and you go out there and race with those guys. What a what a boost to a kid's ego. Uh,
1: guys I mean, and girls and absolutely, you know, look, the, there's
3: girls out there.
1: The other beauty of putting your kid in a race car. Let's say your kid's not interested in school. You know yeah. they're not focused. Well, you put them in a race car. They get hooked on the race car and then they have to get their grades up. I'm nodding yes. You yeah. want to race? You got to pull Bs or Cs yeah, or at As. Least. And they they those little kids out there, and they're only going thirty thirty five miles It's not an hour. dangerous,
3: Mm-mm. it's not expensive. Those cars don't take up a lot of space yeah. at your house
1: and they wear all the safety gear they have a head and neck restraint system, yeah. they've got to wear a driving suit and a helmet and gloves and boots. i mean,
3: you know later in the evening, there's kids walking around in their suits. I mean, they're how so proud cute. are those kids they yeah, they were out there, and there's a lot of people watching oh yeah. it's not like. There's three people. I mean there's the 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 bleachers are full of people. Yeah. And there's people up on the hill. Yeah. I, which I was surprised that people park up on the hill on the east side yeah. and they you can
1: you have a great view and you're right by your car. And you can take your motor home and then if you don't want to go home that night, the track does not charge to leave your motor home overnight. Launchs That's what I love about tank. that. You know how places yeah. are so picky uh, about their rules?
3: Uh, They're uh, so uh, casual there. Um so I watched the kids, and that was just fun. <laughs> and, and then the kids finished. And while the kids were going, they, they groomed the track. So the tractor, like, breaks off the top layer and, and like, Aww. puts a new, like, a new racing surface. Sure. And it's you think Zamboni. it's going to be. It's like this. I know it is. Zamboni it's like the Zamboni. Like but, um, ice skating rink.
1: Yeah, but it's. Yeah.
3: And, but, but it's but for the,
2: dirt. No, it's perfect. So the,
1: did, you ever, did you actually get a chance to go down on the track? I didn't. Because it's not smooth. And they didn't let me in the pits <laughs> either. Uh, it's because you, you, well, you didn't buy a pit pass. Well, I didn't buy a pit pass. I'll
3: have to work that out next time. I, I I asked ahead of time to get a media pass, but I was kind of late at yeah. I So I'll, I'll plan well, ahead next Well, let me next know time.
1: next time you want to do that, and I'll just put your name in. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, because then that way you can get into the pits. Because I
3: like to go talk to people.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See yeah.
3: and look at the cars, and there's all kind of interesting things.
1: There are some real interesting cars that run out there.
3: Boy. And I, I mean, I only could see from the stands, but... They sure looked interesting. Yeah. So the first race was stock looking cars mm-hmm. like Camaros and some other cars. And it looked like a Camaro, but I, I think you could just like lift off the body panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were. Uh, and, and so the wheels are inside the bodywork. Right. So what does that mean? That means there's bumping like they're like riding right up against each other. Rubbing his race. Front and, and back. Um and this one guy number 19 on a Camaro I don't recall the guy's name but he was the class of the field. He lapped up to third place <laughs> which was kind of amazing cuz other races the lead group was five five cars within 1 second and they just stayed together the whole race. Yeah. So this stock class was interesting. It was 40 laps and you know they have a spin out and then they got to get it all back together and it takes a couple laps to right, get them. Right. So that was interesting. The next race was these small cars, uh, with with big loud engines, and they have big rear tires. Mm. And it was oh, yeah. it was like really different from the stock car. These are open wheel, so now I just happen to know that when you have open wheel, if one tire touches from one car touches the tire of another car, your car could go end over end. It Easy. could roll or flip. So they're more careful. But these cars were really.
1: So they have like wings on top.
3: these were not the ones with the wings those <coughs> came after mm-hmm. but these cars it was so cool to see them come into the turn because before they're in the turn they're sideways <laughs> and they go sliding into the turn right and they, they're not off the gas that much that they
2: you ever, gas to see. Right back did on.
1: you ever see that movie uh cars i don't
2: think mm. so oh my god the cartoon yeah. yeah yeah
1: well turning right goes left because yeah, that's what yeah. they're doing. They're throwing yeah. the tail out. They're turning right to go left. And Lightning McQueen. Every time he tried it, he <laughs> shot off the track and down into the ditch and got. Stuck. Oops. Yeah. You gotta you gotta rent that, or I'll bring it in and let you I, watch it. I gotta yeah. see that. That's
3: good. So, one. so that was exciting. Uh, then the, those guys came off, and then they had even smaller cars with smaller tires, but they had the big wings on top. Mm-hmm. So they had the big flat sloped wing directly above the driver, and then the the high and the low. Uh, I don't know what you call those the flat surface those are the yeah, those are the,
1: the, the wing sides. but you know they're running 1100 Kawasaki I GXRs. I knew they were
3: motorcycle engines yeah. by the sound like those are
1: four cylinder sport biking they're I tell yeah don't ever park your GSX anywhere near <laughs> the track Unless you got a guard standing, I'll come next to home. I'll come back, and there's a... And Where's my motor? There's a rolling chassis, <laughs> exactly. right? There's no
3: engine. Exactly. And I know Yamaha makes one of those cars with the right. R1 engine, mm-hmm. with the Yamaha, the the right. sport bike, four cylinder, yeah. water cooled, sixteen valve. Um. So watching those guys was fun. They slide also. Oh yeah. And, and they're um, they're a hoot
1: to watch. They yeah. really move, and they
3: they're all a bunch, and
1: it's kind and of like a ballet. The
3: the uh, the sound. Is octaves higher than the previous race. Sure. The bigger one, the the other one was, and these ones are. That
1: was that was because that brings awesome. back the motorcycle juices in you when you're. I that. love motorcycles, mm-hmm. so I,
3: even motorcycle engines. Um, the, there is the next class. I don't know. I don't know what to call those, but they're bigger, they're flatter, and they have this uh, asymmetrical bodywork on them. And the tires are inside the chassis. Right. So there's more bumping and grinding. And they're fast. And what's interesting about them is from the from the middle of the turn out, the inside front wheel's in the air. Yeah,
1: it's a, and they're all wampus Yeah,
3: they're yeah, – like they're
1: the modifiers. whole thing is
3: flexing and, and I don't know. Makes you wonder
1: how you can drive it. And the driver's sitting in this little tiny compartment with the roof right down on him with uh-huh. that long nose. They're low and they're long.
3: I don't, I don't what what is that class
1: called? I'm trying to think. Uh, modifies, I think it's a modified class. And they run big V8. They run Chevy V8. Those are V8s in those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh my God, they go
3: fast. Yeah, and they, and they slide also.
1: Oh yeah, they're they're and they rub too. They'll get into each they, other. They do rub
3: and <laughs> and like I'm just trying to imagine how much force the outside tires into the uh, ground. There's yeah. a lot of force because it's a heavy car. Sure. I mean, they try to make it light, but when you put a V8 in a yeah. car, it's it's got to be heavy.
1: That's right. No, it's yeah. That's it. That's e-ticket. I mean, that's cool. What other divisions were there? So
3: there's a couple divisions of that style of car, that and you could tell they were different. I think the engines were different size or something.
1: Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But what was funny is after a few of those races, there was a a race that looked like stock Hondas and Toyota just sedans.
1: Yeah, that's that's a, a new that's a new class they just came out with, and what that is is that's for somebody like you. Or Nicole that would like to go out and give it a try. They're all front wheel drive cars.
3: Oh really? I yeah. didn't realize
1: they were front wheel drive. They're front wheel drive. They're like say they're Hondas or Nissans. They're very. In, I mean, you can. Yeah, they're get inexpensive. How 1500 fun! Hundred bucks. You
3: want to go racing? What? Do you, oh, is it going? Do you have to give up your your retirement? No, no, no. Or do you like? Oh, but they have Pink a class slips? here.
2: Are you, you? Do you race for slips?
1: Uh, Pink slips. No, yeah, right. I had, well, I've there's been a, offered that before. The number 19 car that you mentioned is Eric Evans, and he wins just about every time he goes out. Oh, He's building a fleet of these little front-wheel drive import cars, and we're starting to. they're thinking about renting them out to say, like, if you wanted to go out and give a Oh, my it a God, it would be so fun. Oh, my gosh. And, and they are. I, I mean, what, a couple hundred them. bucks, and, and you're on the track? Yeah. Whatever. You just got to come up with your own safety gear. That's basically all you need to do. And I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have that available as well. But it's really, really a fun. And, and I think that division is going to really start growing because people are finding out that. And you'd be surprised how many people in the stands say, I would like to try that. And that's how it happens. I Half mean, the
3: people in the stands would love to race, uh, but, in, yeah. but they don't
1: have the money or the.
3: You know, It takes a lot to, to have a real race car. You need space. You need a trailer. You know, yeah. you go through all the details. It's expensive. It takes a lot of room. Oh, it takes yeah. a lot of effort. But, but if you but, could
1: build a relatively easy car. And that car, you just leave it on the side of your house, house put a tarp yeah. over it. And no one's going to steal it No that. one's going to steal it. <laughs> <that. laughs> all right, folks. Hey, well, I hope you've enjoyed... S-D-O-R-C Dirt Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170.
2: The answer.
1: And don't touch that dial. Responsibly Armed Radio is coming up. We got Judy Wells in the house. Tatiana Whitlock down in Maine. And we are going to have just an action-packed show right here on FM 96.1 AM
2: 1170. The answer. One more time.
0: Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit sdorc.org. That's sdorc.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego.